Hello. And welcome to No Sleep for the Dead. I'm Abigail. And I'm Leah. And today I'm going to tell Leah all about H.H. Holmes. H.H.H. I'm just realizing now that this, I think this also takes place in Chicago. <laughs> nice! We have a lot of fun in Chicago, you know? Seems like a great place. It's a good place to be. Um, so let's get started. Okay. H.H. H. Holmes, dubbed yep. America's first serial killer. Oh, congrats. Which is always fun. Yep. He has a title. Great. Um, before I start, can I just say that it was actually hard to get specific details about Holmes' life unless I specifically search something. Okay. Like, there's not a whole lot that will just go right into it. Great. Um, but let, I guess let's get into it then. <laughs> let's get into it. Okay. May 16th, 1861. Herman Webster Mudgett was born in New Hampshire and lived a pretty privileged childhood. What a name. It is a name. It's wow. definitely a name. It is. Um, some accounts say that Herman was unusually intelligent for his age, and there were claims that his that in his childhood he tortured animals. That's always a good sign. Yeah, there was also an article that claimed there was some accounts that said he may have been responsible for a death of a friend, but again, it was extremely difficult to like find anything other than maybe it happened. This was the 1800s. Yeah. Um, if again, information of a childhood is so hard to find. Like, there's not a lot about him besides, like, what he did in Chicago. Great. Um, he graduated high school at 16, around 1877, and went to study medicine at the University of Michigan Medical School. There are some records to suggest that he married his first wife, Cla- Carla Lovering, at 17, as you cool. do in the 1800s. As you do. And Clara was the daughter of his employer at the time, and eloped while keeping their relationship a secret. And soon after, oh. Clara gave birth to their son Robert in 1880. I had to keep that a secret. I, I that was after their marriage. That was after their marriage. Okay. Baby <laughs> <laughs> um, from nowhere. Moving back to his schooling, it's reported that he stole cadavers, i.e. grave robbing and going to morgues and just... Having a time. Stealing the bodies. Cadavers. As you know. one does. Um, <laughs> burning and disfiguring them before making it look like an accident. Okay. Um, and I guess no one ever noticed that cadavers were going missing again. Eighteen hundreds. Just okay. I don't know. All I right. think I would notice a fresh grave, though. I think I would notice if there was a body that was gone. Yeah. Like, whatever. It's fine. Um, Holmes did this and as an insurance scam. Taking out insurance policies and policies on the cadavers, and would collect money once the bodies were found, which is why he disfigured them and everything. How did no one catch on to this? I have no idea. Again, I don't know how I got away with this, but it's the late 1800s, and maybe I just don't know anything. One time makes sense. Two times a little suspicious, but like over that, like y'all gotta see a trend. Um, also, it's said that he did this to pay for his schooling. Okay. You know what? You gotta get that bag. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. It's hard economy out here. <laughs> For real. Um, there were also some reports that some of the cadavers he stole, he sold to other medical schools. Again, how no one noticed this. Here, have a body. No one questions where he got it from. He's just a medical student. Don't, Don't ask worry. him where he got Don't it. Don't worry. It's natural. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks a little burned, but it's fine. 
just a little singed, just a little cooked. We good, we good, G. Um, he graduated in 1884. Okay. Which apparently almost didn't happen because he, a widowed hairdresser, accused him of false marriage pros- promises, which I guess was a big deal in the 1880s. Because I guess so. I don't know why that would stop him from graduating. I don't know. Um, and also, I don't know how valid that is because I only had one article that said this, and then I lost said article. <laughs> so great. <laughs> he worked various jobs before he abandoned his wife and young son, little Robert. Poor Robert. Yeah. And 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 Carla was that her name? Yeah, Clara. Clara. You were close. I'm proud of you. I was almost there. Um, in 1885 or 1886, different articles say like different years. Uh, Herman moved to Chicago lovely Chicago, where he started working at a pharmacy using the alias Dr. Henry H. Holmes. Okay. I don't I'm know why he ch- changed it to Henry. I mean, I don't know why he changed his name, but I think Herman, I would too. Herman. Yeah. And if I was going to be serial killer, like, and if I was going to go down in history, I wouldn't have a name Herman as my name. I would. I'm not going to become a serial killer, just as a disclaimer, <laughs> but I'm just saying. It's been thought about. I wouldn't want to be Herman. <laughs> Um, Herman the serial killer. That's okay. Anyways, um, after the original owner died, Herman or Holmes at this point was able to convince the widow to let him buy the store, and believe it or not, the widow soon went missing. <laughs> wow! Wow! Who saw that coming? <laughs> Never did be seen again. Who saw that but Holmes claimed that she moved to California. <laughs> oh yes, California girls are unforgettable. Um, <laughs> soon enough, while Holmes was still married to Clara. By the way, uh, keep that in mind, because they never got a divorce. He just left. He just ran away. Um, he quartered, qu- quartered, he courted, and married a woman named Marta Belknap. Great. As he was still married to, so he's now Man's twice got married. Some riz, apparently. Um, I guess this, Holmes decided to actually use his head and file for divorce from Clara. The papers oh. he signed. And said never actually made it to Clara, meaning that they were still legally married until his death. Well. I mean, he, I guess he tried to do the right thing, but it didn't uh, actually happen. He didn't do a lot of right things in his life, so. After the purchase of the pharmacy, Holmes started to build what is now dubbed the Motor Castle. Great. That took up the entire block of this 63rd and Road and Wallace Streets and during this three-story hotel's construction in 1989. 191889. I don't know Ooh, dates. That's okay. Holmes hired and fired several construction crews so that no one knew would have any idea what he was doing. Great. No one's kind of smart. That's kind of a big brain. Yeah. I mean he could have to he had to get out into metal school. I don't know how hard yeah. it was in the eighteen eighties, but he like he had to be smart. He had he to, be to be something. Um, in this house of horrors, the upper floors contained his living quarters and many smaller rooms where he tortured and killed his victims. Great. There were trap doors, chutes that allowed him to move bodies without being seen, fake walls, and secret passageways. That the, sounds great if there wasn't murder. Yeah, right? Like, that's cool. No, because all of those old movies that have, yeah. like, secret passageways... Yeah, we I would, like the book. You, yeah, like, pull down the book with the statue so head. cool. I would love that, but, like... Murder is such a bad use for that. It's smart, but, like, it's kind of lame. It's not very creative. Yeah. Uh, the basement contained a lab with all his equipment for dissection. Great. I'm guessing he's not dissecting frogs. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Uh, during the t- this time, his second wife, Martha, gave birth to home's second child, Lucy. 
Cute. And once construction was complete in 1891, Holmes placed ads in the newspapers offering jobs for young women and hotels for lodging. I want to name my future child Lucy, but now she's going to be his daughter. <laughs> I'll have to name her Lucille after Lucille Ball. Pretend that didn't happen. Okay. Um, he also placed ads claiming to be a wealthy man looking for a wife. Uh, Let's keep in mind that this man is now uh, twice a husband. My guy. Now you're probably wondering, what happened to Martha? You know, if he's looking, know. he's looking. Did she go missing? Um, well, both Holmes and Martha run the drugstore. Martha quickly became uncomfortable with all the young women coming into the store and became possessive of Holmes. She was pregnant during this time, oh, which great. is valid. Like, yeah, my husband and yeah. now the father of my child, like, is having a time. Yeah. Um, Holmes pushed Martha away and later also kept their daughter away as well. And once again, although they remain married, there is not a lot about her after the hotel that was finished. And I was, <coughs> but I was able to find that she died in 1924. So I'm assuming if she died in 1924, he didn't do anything to her. Mm. But he also could have, but I think he was in jail at that time. Okay. Well, so like, a little bit. maybe he just like, I'm like left her. Separated? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Um, so now this is now the second wife and child that he's left. Great. He really has commitment issues. Um, going back to 1891, when Holmes Castle was finally completed, and actually when we come to our first two victims. Great. Uh, Julia Connor and her daughter Pearl. Lovely names. Yeah. Um, Julia was the wife of one of Holmes's employees at the drugstore. They were last seen just before Christmas in 1981. Come on, before Christmas? Yeah. That's kind of a jerk move. Uh, Julia and Holmes supposedly started an affair, which led to Julia's husband, Ned, leaving both Julia and the daughter, Pearl, which is like, what the fuck? Take the kid, at least. Literally, take the child. The child wasn't having an affair, I hope. She's 12. Yeah, well, <laughs> Holmes is a sick man. I don't know what he'd be up to. Um, They stayed at Holmes's hotel, but not for long. Holmes claimed that Julia told him she was pregnant with his child and not knowing that he was already twice married, told him to marry her. Oh my God. Uh, Holmes supposedly agreed as long as she had an abortion performed by him. Uh, Julia died. Of course he, she did. Was he handsome? Like, what was up? How did he have, I, like, almost three wives? Here, I'll search like, up a photo for Riz you to show you. is unmatchable. He does not like, seem that... Like, this is his... That's a pretty mid... That in the mustache? Maybe in the 1800s, that was, like... Ooh, maybe they look past cute. it for his wealth. But I don't know. Yeah, it's like... I'm like, my guy. Yeah, I don't know why everyone wants to marry him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's possible that the abortion was used as a cover for the murder or that something actually went wrong during the abortion, thus him having to get rid of the body. Great. It's never really, like, we just know that he, she died because of him. Don't know why. Great. Don't know how, technically, but, like, and he's that- obviously in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, what makes people lean more towards the cover-up is that Holmes admitted to poisoning Pearl after Julia died. And Pearl is 12. Girl! Uh-huh. Um, Holmes would leave that Pearl was old enough to remember the truth about her mother and might have incriminated Holmes, um, and this just leads to why, into further insanity. From this point on, it just gets crazy. 
Like, yep. now that this wasn't already crazy. But it gets worse. Great. Okay. So, Holmes required all of his employees, hotel guests, and wives to have life insurance policies that he paid for the premiums of as long as they listed him as the benefactory. That's not suspicious. Um, as you might guess, many of those people went missing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How did no one catch up? Like, this is actually a little bit flabbergasted. 1890? But they're not stupid. Like, they don't have the technologies we have. But, like, I don't think they're stupid, stupid. Um, in 1892, uh, Emmeline Kingrad was... Sigrad? Sigrid? Sigrid. Something. Something. Um, was brought to Chicago to work as the centrophographer. For Holmes? That's a word. Which is a typer of some kind. Because okay. I had to look it up because I didn't know what it was either. <laughs> it's some sort of typewriter person. Cool. Um, they are trained to type shorthand to be able to type faster than those people in court. So, like, they're, like, the people in court that, like, type the documents. Mm-hmm. But they they were trained to type shorthand, so it was, like... Okay, so it was, like, super extra fast. Yeah. Um, Emmeline soon disappeared. You know. Wow. Uh, Holmes claimed that she Ooh, saw that coming. <laughs> Holmes claimed that she met a man, fell in love, and left Holmes. It was later discovered. Left Holmes. Yeah. Sorry. It was later discovered <laughs> that Holmes had sent false letters to Emmeline's family, and Emmeline was had become a mistress of Holmes as well as his indispensable secretary because of her shorthand indispensable skills. Indispensable secretary. Yeah, and he couldn't let her go. Um, so supposedly Emmeline stopped by Holmes on her way to her wedding, and Holmes offered to counter proposal. Uh, if she wrote a letter to her fiancé telling him that she would never be happy with him, Holmes would take her away from Chicago and marry her. Holmes at first claimed that Emily had died during an abortion at Holmes later, but Holmes later said that at the time of the proposal, Emily Emmeline was already locked in a room size fault, Wait, and there was the only way she could leave is if she agreed. Wait, so either she could go marry her fiance, or she could marry Holmes and tell her fiance she hated him. No. What? So I misunderstood. Emmeline visited him on the yeah. way to a wedding. Her wedding. Her wedding to someone else. Why did she visit him? It could have been, like, literally just a work thing. Like, hey, by the way, whatever. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't a bridezilla. I don't know what the whole situation was. Great. And because, I guess, he knew she was going to a wedding, he countered her proposal saying, hey, if you send a letter to your fiancé, I will, saying you won't be happy with him, I'll marry you, we'll leave Chicago, like, we'll be great. But why is that better? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and... (laughs) Great. That's almost a fourth wife. Yeah. Um, sir, so I know dang well. Now, another reason why they think that Julia's abortion wasn't like an accidental abortion is because yeah. Holmes claimed that Emmeline also died of an abortion from that. Wow, what a coincidence! Um, but it was so creative. But later, Holmes said that at the time of his proposal to Emmeline, that yeah. instead of being like, Hey, like if you write this letter, like we can go marry, um, Emmeline was already locked in a room size vault. No air, and the only way she can get out is if she agreed to marry Holmes. Well, that's not nice. Uh, it is reported that she suffered a slow and lingering death because I can assume that running out of oxygen is not fun. No, I feel like that doesn't feel good. It's not a great time. 
um, with whole with Holmes leaving her in the vault to die when she disagreed. Great. Yeah. Um, it is believed that Emmeline may have known more about his dealings than he liked, which led to her death. Because, again, she was his indisposable secretary. So she might have known, maybe she didn't wasn't even aware of it that she'd known, like, so much about it. But, like, he's like, okay, mm, can't let this one go. Knows too much. You know, as, as yeah. it does. As he does to everyone. Mm-hmm. Now we move on to 1893. Okay. And if we'll pay attention, these are a year apart. 1891... Mother daughter, eighteen ninety two, Emmeline, eighteen ninety three. We're now at like it's every year someone's dying. Great, at least one person. Great. Eighteen ninety three was the year of the Chicago's World Fair, uh, uh. which, if you didn't know, because I didn't, is the World's Fair was a large international expedition that was designed to showcase different nations achievements and usually ran for three to six months i learned that from magic tree house books they had books yeah i only knew about the shows there was a show magic tree house show yeah it was a kid show was it are you thinking about the magic school bus no i'm not tree house you're watching tree house no 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 not the channel <laughs> It's like a time-traveling treehouse. Oh, no. Anyway. (laughs) Just two kids with ADHD. (laughs) You're watching treehouse. I know what you're talking about, though. I watch that all the time. Anyway. Um, thanks to Google, I found that out because I genuinely, I was like, what, like, what is it? Like, I knew it's a fair, yeah. like, I knew it was a big deal. But it's not very self-explanatory. No. Um, and apparently it, or at least something similar to it, still happens now, but it's called the World Expo. Oh, yes. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during this time, Holmes opened his hotel for visitors, and wouldn't you know it, lots of those people went missing. Wow. And this brings us to Minnie Williams. Minnie Williams. Yeah. Who the heck is that? Oh, you're about to find out. Let's go. Minnie met Holmes and was convinced to come to Chicago and sign her inheritance over mm. to him before murdering her. Great. So Minnie's a name. Yes. Not Minnie isn't small. No. It's like a small William. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Holmes later also alerted Minnie's sister Nanny to Chicago before she disappeared as well. What about Mickey? I don't know if any Mickey of Mickey Mouse. I only know of Minnie and Ninny. Happy Duck. Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Holmes told the press multiple different stories. One being that Minnie wasn't as innocent as she seemed, having past lovers. Oh. In this version, Minnie pers- was pursuing him, even going as far as to getting an apartment for them together as husband and wife. And Holmes continued that when nanny came to visit minnie had to be elsewhere to and although minnie wanted holmes to stay with her sister nanny insisted that she was fine so Holmes stayed somewhere else so that's a potential fifth wife yeah i don't think they actually got married no but potential yeah um supposedly when holmes returned the next day he found minnie standing over nanny's body he claimed that when Minnie came home and only saw Nanny's bed slept in, she assumed the worst and killed her sister with a single blow. Holmes then helped Minnie get rid of the body by putting it in the trunk and dropping it in the lake, Michigan, to which he then told Minnie he never wanted to see her again. That's great. So, I don't Oh, think- yes, she killed someone. I can never see you again. 
Therefore, no, Holmes so like, has like 5,000 freaking bodies. It doesn't make sense to me at all for uh, numerous reasons, but Minnie yeah. is the one that told Holmes to stay with her sister. So then, Nanny what's... is the one that said, no, I'm fine by myself. So then what's the, what's going on, y'all? So Holmes saying that, oh, Minnie killed her she sister because they or... he they she thought that he slept with her sister like n- that makes that absolutely makes no, no sense. sense. The logic is not there. You know, I don't think I would ever kill my sister. I'd be like, "Hey, let's wait a second. Let's talk about let's this. talk about this. <laughs> What's no, no, like go straight to murder? Also, I don't think I can kill my sister with a single blow." Mm-mm. That'd be a really hard blow. Yeah. And with a really heavy object. Yeah. What was it? Do we know? He just said a single blow. blow. Um, Holmes also was arrested this year for insurance fraud. That's all? After a fire at his home, but was soon released. While in jail, he planned a new insurance scheme (laughs) with his cellmate, (laughs) Maron Hedgepith. Holmes said that he would take out an insurance policy for $10,000 fake his own death, then provide Hedgepeth with with 500 in exchange for a lawyer who could help him out of any problem, if any problems arose with this scam. But he's dead. Supposedly. He's faking his own death. Yes. So then how does... Okay. I'm not sure. Actually, I lie. Hedgepeth said, if Hedgepeth faked his own death. Oh, okay. Yeah. I misunderstood. No worries. Um, once Holmes was released from jail on bail, he attempted his plan. However, the insurance company was suspicious and did not pay him. (laughs) Holmes then decided to attempt a similar plan in Philadelphia. This new scheme involved Holmes' friend Ben Petzel faking his own death. They traveled around conducting schemes, and Holmes then killed Petzel and convinced his widow who knew about the insurance scams, that Pizzell was still alive and gave her $500. Worried that one of Pizzell's five children would go to the police, he killed three of them. I have no words for this. (laughs) They're just a cute little traveling circus of insurance fraud. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna kill these people just for fun. And then kill his kids to make sure nothing's wrong. Kill his kids, just to make sure. Yeah. Great. So the dude had five kids. Casual he got murders. two living kids left. Do we know what the death count is at this point? Uh, too many. At least eight. All right. Right now, that we are kind of like not even definitely he was charged for. Great. Um, going back to Hedgepath, the man Holmes met in jail. Yeah who was angry that he did not receive any money in the initial scam in 1894, told police about the scam Holmes had planned. The police tracked Holmes, finally catching up to him in Boston, where they arrested him and held him on an outstanding warrant from Tex- for a Texas horse swindle. Of course. You know, we gotta I swindle some horses. The, the horse swindle. Yeah. Uh, terrified of receiving Texas justice, <laughs> Holmes confessed to the insurance scam, which is kind of sort on his end. I definitely thought the insurance company, like, the first time, would trust him while he was in jail for insurance fraud. Like, Yeah. I mean, he got out of jail when he asked them for it, but, like, still, like, still you like, went to jail for it. Yeah, like, I'm gonna work. Um, 
He confessed to the insurance scan, hoping that it would be enough to get authorities off his back about the suspicious suspicious death of Pizzell. Great. Uh, however, one sharp inspector had noticed that Pizzell's body, which Holmes had used to verify his life insurance claim, had been discovered in full rigor mortis. This contradicted Holmes's claim that the body he had used had been a substitute corpse, and he'd given he'd got gotten shipped in from a doctor in New York. However, after the replacement cadaver to have fit inside the trunk, the body's rigor mortis would have had to have been broken. Despite being a doctor, Holmes had no satisfactory explanation for the scientific anomaly. Great. <laughs> so the only reason that the detective noticed is because the body was in rigor mortis. That means he had to been put into the trunk, like, yeah. immediately. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Chicago police investigated Holmes' castle where they discovered the, his strange and efficient methods for committing treacherous murders. Many of the bodies they located were so badly dismembered and decomposed that it was hard for them to determine exactly how many bodies there were. Well, that's great. It's so like human soup. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't know about soup, per se, but... Salad. Stir-fry. Oh, Ooh. that's so bad. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, uh, still in 19... 1894, Holmes also got married to- Again? <laughs> yeah. It's like number six, y'all. Uh, to Georgiana Yoke. Her name is literally all I could find on her than that they probably met in Texas. Great. So he has another wife that we have- know absolutely nothing about. Fantastic. The Pazell family was killed during the fall of the 19- of 1894. Holmes had knocked Ben Pizzell out before setting him on fire, burning him alive. Fantastic. Before using his body in an insurance scam. On July 15th, 1895, which is way too close to my birthday to be comfortable, <laughs> uh, the bodies of Alice and Nellie Pizzell were found in a cellar in Toronto. Of course. In Toronto? Yeah. So again, from Chicago, how close is Chicago to Toronto? Maybe I'm just dumb. I didn't take Geo. um let's see let's see we're canadian we're not even really canadian (laughs) that's fair um i'm using some google maps here chicago directions like how to toronto because like this is the second time that chicago and canada have been within like eight hour and that's not that far is it like right on the border then that's a fun little. There's uh, Chicago and Illinois, right at Lake. I believe that's Lake Superior. I don't know. I'm so it's right on the border there. then. Yeah, it just goes whoop straight across there to Toronto. Nice. Yeah. It like goes through Michigan. It's a whole fun little thing. Anyways. Nice. Yeah. Um, back to the horrifying death of two children. It's only a seven day walk. Sorry. That's weird. That's really weird. Sorry. <laughs> now back to the children. Uh, teeth and pieces of bone among charred ruins were later found to belong to Howard Pizzell in a cottage in Indianapolis, which home that Holmes had rented. So the third Pizzell child, uh, I think, was also set on fire. Great. Yeah. Um, Julia Connor, Emmeline Sigrad, and Minnie and Nanny's bodies were never found. Oh, fantastic. 
Rumors said that Holmes probably sold the bodies as cadavers to medical schools. Holmes consistently said that Julia and Emmeline died while having illegal abortions. Oh. While searching Holmes's hotel, authorities recovered Minnie's watch chain and Nanny's garter buckle and in one of the ovens. That's not suspicious. No. A uh, bone found in the basement most likely belonged to 12-year-old Pearl Collar. Great. As for Emmeline, the police believe that they had come upon her hair and bones. Again, so like, these women, how many is that? Too many. That's five women? Well, they found Pearl. That's four women who they only have pieces of these women. Great. That's not suspicious. Yeah. It's not weird. Um... One account claims that an eyewitness saw Holmes and his janitor haul a big trunk, haul out a big trunk the day after her disappearance. Huh. Yeah. Wonder what that could be. Uh, Minnie and Pazell. Now buckle in, because this, this okay. shit just gets crazy. Great, because it's not already. According to Holmes, Minnie left and got treatment for her mental health just in time. For schoolmistress to the three Pazell children that he had collected. 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 Um, so <sighs> Minnie apparently went and got help, mental help, and is now taking care of Pazell's three children. Um, yeah. She, okay. of course, had to hide because she killed his sister. So it was perfect opportunity. He continues to say that Minnie returned to him with a new lover who looked like Holmes himself. A Mr... Head Edward Hatch. So she is the type. Fucking apparently, according to him. Great. He claimed that Hatch was the one to kill the children at, at the bidding <laughs> of Minnie Williams. Okay. Why That's she would do great. this? Who the who knows? No, she who knows? has mental health issues apparently. Um, being the scorn lover she was, Minnie got her lover to frame Holmes for the murder of the children. Great. I'm sure. Um. Yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah. Um, when he, well, he admitted to 27 murders. Holmes was ultimately arrested and tried for only the death of Ben Pazell. Wow. So that's like eight women that he, wow. like, there's, other than probably, like, hard proof evidence that he killed, and he only got tried for Ben. That's great. That's really fair. That's really just. Yeah. Really um, good time. Although some people speculate he may have been responsible for the death as as many as 200 people. Yeah. He was convicted and sentenced to death and hanging in 1896. Good. So from 1891 until 1896, this man just had a killed time. everyone. I was like, oh, you there? Dead. That's a time. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago, a man. fun place to be. This is also during the 1800s, so along with all the gang stuff and everything, like... You did not catch a break. So it was Holmes in 1800s, and then in the 1920s it was, like, the gangs. That's really great. That's really great. It seems like such a fun time, that time era. I don't know why everyone doesn't love it. Yeah, seems like a fun time. Um, but that was the story of H.H. Holmes. Great! Doesn't it sound, like... So... So great. That was a lot. Yeah. Had a lot of women chasing after him. That, well, He's really, not he was even attractive. Them, for real. Like, I don't get it. 
But that's not the woman's fault. He was apparently probably manipulative or something because considering all the fucking stories he came yeah. up with, he was definitely a manipulator. I hate to he sound he at least kind of knew what he was doing. Like he, he had to have had some I mean, sort of intelligence for so many years in a row and only got tried for one murder. Yeah, because he covered all these fucking bodies. Yeah. Like Great. Yeah. And don't they still have, like, the murder hotel they can, like, tour through or something? Uh, I feel like I saw that somewhere. You might be thinking of the one in New Orleans. Probably. Um, Which is a different thing. I think they <laughs> tore down the murder castle, if I'm believing correctly. Because I think the public was like, what the fuck, get rid of it. Yeah. They, as they should. Yeah. Um, But I believe they tore it down. Great. But yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> Hope you learned some things. I'm, I hope maybe... you learned don't time travel to Chicago in the 1800s if you ever find a... Don't do it. If you ever see a man with a weird creepy mustache and a top hat and he says, hey, I'm AJ Tomes, say have a nice life and walk away. Okay, folks, real quick piece of information. It was indeed torn down in 1938. And now there's a post office where it once was. Oh, lovely. That's probably maybe they deeply use all their haunted. Sh- <laughs> maybe they use all their shoots and secret passages to deliver no. mail. Oh, that's probably a deeply haunted building. Yes, yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, hope everyone has a nice life. See you in the next episode, whenever that will be. Yep. Sometime. Bye. Bye. <laughs>